Good morning, Countryside. So great to see you guys here today. My name is Pastor Marcelo. I'm your online pastor here at Countryside. And man, am I glad that you are here. Here at Countryside, we're not just a streaming service. We're not just a place where you go and watch a service. It is a family and you belong to this family. So let us know your name. Let us know where you're watching from in the chat below and get ready for a great service. today. Come on, aren't you glad to be in the house of God? Come on, let's put our hands again.
lift up praise of him today. Yeah, come on out. Hey, get those hands together. Let's shout it out this morning to worship. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my
No matter what, when we're standing in the face of darkness, when we're standing in the face of adversity, that we're gonna lift up a hallelujah, God. And we thank you that our praise, God, it moves your heart. And Lord, that whenever we praise you, walls fall down. God, that there's breakthrough in your presence today. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. Let's raise that hallelujah to him one more time. Can you give him praise today? Amen. Amen. Let's take a couple minutes, find somebody next to you. Say good morning to them. There's some joy in the house of the Lord this morning. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Absolutely. Well, welcome to Countryside Christian Church. My name is Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Marcelo. And I want you to know at this church, it doesn't matter where you've been in your life. It doesn't matter the things that you've done. We believe that God has brought you here for a reason. And at this church, I want you to know that you matter, you belong, and that there's a place for you. And next week when you come back, you're a part of our family if it's your first time. So we're glad that you're here. We have a gift for you in the lobby. But if you could text the word countryside to 97,000, we'd love to get to know you a little bit better. That's right. But now we're going to move into a time of worshiping Jesus through our giving. Now, by show of hands, how many of you believe that God's word is the complete truth? Raise your hand up high. If someone's not raising their hand, just stretch your hand out to them. No, I'm just kidding. But God's word says this in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25. He says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. That is the word of God. We have an opportunity to help this community to share the gospel, to preach the gospel to all nations, all tongues, to feed people who come in here today. So I want to say thank you so much to everyone who gives to Countryside. We truly appreciate it. We are excited about what God is doing. There's a few ways that you can give today. You can give on your way out the door with one of our ushers. You can give online through the Countryside app, or you can mail in your offering as well. But would you guys please bow your heads and close your eyes with me as we pray over today's tithes and offerings.
Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity we have to sow into your kingdom, God. Thank you for using us as your hands and feet, Lord Jesus. We pray that you would just bless the giver today, God. I thank you for their faith, Lord God, to give to you, to trust you with everything they have, God. We thank you for the blessing that's going to be to so many people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, there are a few things that we want to let you know about. First and foremost, next week is Vacation Bible School. We call it Summer Explosion. Yes. Listen, if you're clapping, you better say a prayer for us this week, okay? There's going to be a lot of energy coming out, but it's going to be a great week. So if you have children that are going into first grade or someone who just graduated fifth grade, it's an accomplishment. It's a big deal, but they can all come. It's going to be Monday through Friday from nine to one. It is going to be an incredible week. Everybody, every single day, your child will hear the gospel. If you bring guests, they are going to hear the gospel. And we are believing for God to do amazing things, but there's going to be games. There's going to be fun. Of course, free snow cones. We always like to sugar them up before we send them back home. But you can sign up in the lobby or you can sign up online at countryside.cc slash events. Yes, another quick announcement is this upcoming Wednesday, there is no Countryside Midweek, so no men's and women's, kids, or preschool. We will still be having youth group because our teenagers need it, of course, so pray for us, pray for them. But we'll be starting up midweek on June 14th, so we'll be doing a worship Wednesday. We're going to all come together, worship God. It's going to be a very special service, but also on the 14th is when the Bible study for the summer on the book of Jude will be starting up in the cafe as well. That's right. Well, Pastor Danica, can you come up here real quick? How many of you are grateful for our kids' pastor, Pastor yes. Danica? If you did not know, they are married. What, Man, let's give it up for Pastor Marcelo and Pastor Danica. Man, what a blessing they are to our church. Now, they have some big news, you know, so with, a, with an excited heart, I get to announce that they are having their first child. Yes. A baby boy due in January. I couldn't get the boy, so I'm going to be at all his baseball games, all his football games. He's the best uncle ever, man. But we're super, super excited for them. Uh, But we wanted you to know about that. But right now, we're going to be going back into worship. So would you guys just stand your feet? I want to say a prayer over you right now. I want you to know that the Spirit of God is in this room today. Where the Spirit of God is, there is healing, there is freedom, there is restoration. So I want to encourage you today in this service, open your hearts to God. Whatever you came in here carrying today, drop it right now because what I know and what I promise you is God wants to meet you where you are in your life and he wants to change everything. Lord Jesus, we are here in this room today, God. We pray, God, that your spirit will meet us here, God, that we will raise a hallelujah, that we will sing praises to your name, God, and that you will meet us here, that there will be restoration, that there will be healing, God. We thank you, God, for what you did first service, but what I do know is you are not done working in this place yet. We love you, Lord. In your name I pray, amen. Singing as one, Holly. 
All right, everybody doing good today? Everybody have expectation in your heart that God's going to move in his house today? Amen. Let's give the Lord another praise offering that he's so worthy of. And you may be seated. So Tuesday, I was in my normal routine of getting ready for Sunday morning. The key word is routine. I'd already made a video on Tuesday afternoon telling you guys about the parable that I'm gonna be sharing today, how excited I am about this parable. And then I went to bed Tuesday evening. And I felt the Spirit speak to me and, and just kinda urge me not to get back into the routine of church. Because the Spirit of God has been moving in this place. I don't know if you've noticed that. And I felt God say, I'm not done yet. And then I began to argue. But Lord, when we worship at the end, the parking lot gets crazy in between first service and second service. Oh Lord, boom. Well, you don't have to do it at the end of service, Davis. You do it right in the middle of it. And I felt like there was a word that God had for me to give you. And that's that he's not done with pouring out his spirit upon us and for us to be readied for who God is. Because you see, every day we're beat over our heads with a culture that is telling us to do this, to do this, to have this, to do this, be this, think this. And God's saying, don't put yourself in a place where you're in captivity to what the world wants you to be thinking and acting like. And I felt like the, the Spirit of the Lord was saying, it's enough of being caught in captivity and in prison. So many of us are locked into a prison of negative thinking, thinking about our past, feeling shame for where we've been and what we've done, and feeling like we're locked and we're stuck in the corner of a prison cell. I want you to know, church, you are not stuck in a prison cell. You have to remember who God is. When Pastor Ken Clater was here, he said, and it's the same thing we say week in and week out, our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's not forgotten you. God's never left you. He's right by your side. But my job today is to let you know who our God is and to remind you to speak forth the name of our God over your circumstances and your situations. So I want to look in Moses when he was talking to God at the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3. We're going to look starting in verse 4. This is one of the most important moments in Scripture as we see Moses encountering God face to face at the burning bush. And here Moses, who was in hiding, scared for his life, hiding in the mountains, and God spoke to him directly that I want to use you to set my people free. So let's look in verse four where it starts here. It says, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him within the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here am I. 
You see, Moses wasn't chosen because he was such a great speaker. You would think this guy would be like a dynamite speaker. But no, it's clear in scripture, Moses had a speech impediment. He, he stuttered and had a hard time with his words and felt a lack of confidence because of this. But here in this burning bush moment, God said, Moses, I'm calling you. And the only answer he could give is, here I am. That's the answer that God's looking from us to give him. You see, he's not looking for these ultra-talented people, which a lot of you are. He's not looking for all the rich people in Pinellas County to come together and say, here I am. No, he's looking for anyone and everyone that loves him and has a heart to grow in their walk with him, understands their purpose, and simply says, here I am. And then God says, don't come any closer. Take your sandals off, for you are standing right now on holy ground. You know, Pastor Kelly gave a word in first service, and she said, we need to have the same act of honor when we worship God in this place, to put ourselves in a place where we're bringing honor to Him, and we're separating ourselves from our thoughts and our week and our bills and the things and our failures, and we're saying, we're standing on holy ground. When you walk through the doors of countryside, I want you to know, the prayers that have gone for the last 40 years in this facility, in this building, in these, this property, in this campus, this is holy ground. And when you step into this place, God is wanting to minister to you right where you are because you're standing on holy ground. And then God said to him, I am God your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. So if anyone ever asks you, in a world that's trying to find God through all these other avenues, and they're saying, you can get to God here, you get to God this way, you can, no, there is only one true God. Hear me. Our God is the God our Father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. That is the one true God that we serve at Countryside Christian Church. As Jesus followers, that is our God. Can you say amen? Verse seven says, the Lord said, I have indeed seen misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. I'm concerned about their suffering. So often we feel like God is so big and he's so concerned with all the different things, world poverty, world hunger, that he forgets about us here. He says, I see their suffering. I see their pain. I see their discouragement. I see their hurt. I see that they're lost and they're lonely. And I'm concerned about it. I want you to know God loves and is concerned about every single thing you may be going through. You're not alone. God's with you and he loves you and nothing can separate you from his love and concern that he has for each and every one of you individually. So, so I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of all these 
ites that I'm going to mess up if I try to pronounce, so I'm not going to try. And now the cry of the Israelites have reached me. And I have seen the way that the Egyptians are oppressing them. Now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. They're oppressed. They're stuck. They're hurting. Now go, Moses, and be obedient. Verse 11, it says, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. I want you to receive that word today. I will be with you. No matter your trials, no matter your hurts, no matter your grief, no matter your depressing moments, God says and promises, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that I have sent you. And when you have brought the people, of Egypt, people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers have sent me. And then they ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God said to them and said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites, I am has sent you. And God said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob have sent me. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. So what does that mean, I am? You know what I am means? In the original Hebrew, I called Pastor Tim yesterday. He goes, it means, Glenn, catch this, it means I am. I am whatever you need in your life, that's exactly who I am. I'm well able to touch and to heal and to do all the different things because I am that I am. And so I began to pray over this scripture and, and began to think about so many people that are stuck with a battle in their minds and battles in their circumstances, battles with their past, battles with complacency, battles with the struggles of the world and addictions and hurt and depression. And I felt like God spoke to me and said, just remind the church who I am. And I wanna give you eight, no, actually, yeah, there are eight names of God that I wanna quickly give you before we go back into worship. The first is Elohim. He is God. He is the one true God. He's all that we need. We don't need Elohim plus this, plus this, plus this. No, when we have the one true God in our life, all sufficient, all powerful, that is all that we need, Elohim. He is Abba. He's our Father. Literally, that's translated as Daddy God. In a world that has so much father hurt and pains and disappointments with fathers, God wants you to know that he's the perfect father. He's a good father that's always gonna be right on time in your life. And there's times that you need to settle your minds down and crawl up into the lap of Abba Father, Daddy, who's always got time for you, Abba Father. He's Jehovah Jireh. The Lord God will provide. 
It's not the Lord God might provide. If he's in a good mood, he'll provide. No, that's his very being in his name, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide for all of our needs. Every need that we have, we can get so caught up in worry about. When you do things the way God tells you to do it, he will take care of the rest because he is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. He's Jehovah Shalom. In a world that's filled with such anxiety and such fear, and we're so overwhelmed with the cares of this world, remember who God is. He's Jehovah Shalom, the Lord God, our peace. When you feel yourselves getting overwhelmed, speak the name of God right now. You are Jehovah Shalom. You're my peace. Speak it over your life in the moment you're overwhelmed. He's El El Yon, the most high God. Can he do anything? Can he do everything? There is nothing impossible for El El Yon, our God, the most high God. The next he is Jehovah Roy. He's God our shepherd. When we feel like nobody cares about us, or we've kind of been let down by friends or family or parents, or God's a good shepherd. He's there that when we get out of line, he's there to gently move us right back where he wants us to be. That when we feel all alone, he's saying, no, you're not alone because your good shepherd is right there protecting you and making a way where there seems to be no way. That is our God, Jehovah Roy, the good shepherd. He's Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. You need healing in your body? Let me tell you, the same God that raised Lazarus from the dead is the same God that we serve today. And he desires to bring healing into your mortal body. Believe it. Body, soul, and mind, that's who he is. He's the one, he's the God who heals. And the last one I want to share is Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. When you feel the most lonely, and we live in a culture that's loaded with people everywhere, but yet so many people, they feel like they're all alone, and they feel lonely, they feel isolated, they feel away from everyone. I want you to know, you're not alone because Jehovah Shammah is right there with you because that's who he is. The Lord is there. So what are we gonna do with the names of God today? We are going to believe those names over our circumstances and over our lives. I believe that God's wanting to set us free from the captivity that the enemy wants us to be paralyzed. There's an enemy that absolutely hates you and wants to destroy your life, your kid's life, and your future. He hates you, that's his job. But today we're believing God as we worship him and we invite his presence into this place that God's gonna heal, that God's gonna raise up, that God's gonna restore, that God's gonna deliver. God is going to do what only God can do. So what we're gonna do, in just a moment, I'm gonna pray over you, I'm gonna have everyone stand. We're gonna have all our prayer team, pastors are gonna be at the front. So if you need healing today, come up with an expectation in your heart that God's gonna heal you. You need other areas of your life. You need provision. Maybe you need help with your marriage or your family or you have a wayward child. Come to one of these prayer warriors and let's believe God there's power in prayer. Do you believe that?
where two or more are gathered in his name, he is there. So we're going to open up the altars for prayer, but this is the other thing we're going to do. Pastor Kelly shared so eloquently at the end of last service, and she said, there's times where God's saying to get out of your comfort zone, to humble yourselves, and to find that place of worship for you. So wherever you can find that place of honor, where you're honoring God with your heart and your focus, because believe me, right when I say amen after this prayer, you're gonna be thinking about the Miami Heat. You're gonna be thinking about, oh, the hockey thing. You're gonna be thinking about, oh, this bill. No, focus your mind and your heart on the things of God because God is wanting to do something so special in your life today, but it takes us honoring Him, opening ourselves up, and believing God for a miracle and a breakthrough in our lives. How many want that today? <laughs> Psalm chapter 34, starting verse three, it says this, and this is my invitation to you from the Psalmist David as he wrote, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. He heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. That's what the Spirit of the Lord wants to do in our lives today. Can we all stand today? I want to invite the prayer team, if you'd come up, the pastors. I just want to encourage you, open your heart to the Spirit of God in this place. Father, we invite your Spirit in this place. We love you, we honor you, and we thank you for who you are. You are the great I am, and we come hungry for more of you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's work. The mountains shake before the demons run and flee at the mention of your name.
One of the things in my heart that I feel like God is speaking to our church and something that he's speaking to me right now is God has more for you. He has more for you. He has more for your family. He wants to give you more of his presence. He wants to give you more joy in your life. He wants to give you more hope. He wants to give you purpose. I want you to know that it doesn't matter if you're 15 years old, if you're in high school, if you're in college, if you're 70, 80, 90, 100 years old, anywhere in between, you were created to do something for God. You were created for a purpose. Before the foundation of the earth, God knew you. Yes, he came for the world. He loves the world. But I want you to know this. He came for you. Before the foundation of the earth, he knew you. He had a plan for you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. With every step and every thread of creation, he gave you a reason. He gave you a calling. And I believe that it's time for us as the church, the bride of Christ, for us to begin to stand up with a supernatural faith, for us to begin to walk in the calling that God has for you, the, God ha the calling that God has for this church. I want to read a scripture. This is Ephesians 2. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. When we accepted Jesus, the old things passed away. The old person that you were, the grave clothes came off and he made us new. So we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. You were created to walk out this calling in your life. You aren't created just to walk through the same old, same old thing. So many of us, we just walk through our nine to five. We go to our jobs, we go home, we do our nine to five, we take our kids to sports, we take our kids to school. God has a reason for you to be here. The breath that you just took indicates one thing. God is not done with you yet. You are his craftsmanship. You are his handiwork. And it's time for us to begin to walk out the calling that God has for us. So where does it start? It starts with us saying, just like Moses said to the burning bush, here I am. Here I am. God, I am available. God, I'm making room in my life. It doesn't matter what I have to do. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to walk in the calling that you have on my life. I will not be afraid. I will not live in fear. I will not be filled with anxiety. I will be filled with purpose. I will be filled with joy. I will be filled with the Holy Spirit. I will have a fire inside of me. You may grow weary, you may grow tired, but I want to encourage you, church, persevere. Because when we persevere, we will soar like eagles. We will walk and not grow faint. In this portion of the song, we're going back into worship. What I want us to do 
is say the same thing David said. Search me, oh God. Search my heart. Search my intentions. Why am I doing the things that I am doing? God created me a new heart. A new heart that's ready to do your work, that's ready to do your will, that's going to be filled with strength and perseverance and courage. The Spirit of God is in this room. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit that helped Jesus resist temptation in the wilderness is here, and it is available to you. But it starts with saying, here I am.
Spirit of God is in this place. Spirit of God is wanting to touch you and minister to you right where you are. But instead of being right where you are, you know what we're going to have? The next song is going to be God of Revival, which is going to lead with us re receiving communion today to seal what God has done, to remember what He did on the cross for each and every one of us. But there's something powerful that happens when you come out of your seat and we fill the altar with praise and worship. We have one song left. So as we begin this last song, I want to encourage those that will. There's something when you take a step out that God's right there with a step forward right towards you. So I want to invite you to this altar just to worship and bring your communion supplies with you. But I believe that we're going to leave this place with a bang in the spiritual realm today. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Victory, and now you're seated. 
our voices this morning. Sing it out. Come awaken the city. Yeah. Oh God of revival. That's right. Every stronghold will crumble. Here the chains hit the ground. Come on louder, let's sing it. felt it. You sensed God doing something powerful. So we're going to honor him in this moment with communion. This is something that Jesus asked us to do in remembrance of him. The Bible says in doing this, we proclaim his death, which by the way, was the means of our salvation until he comes. So if you would just get that ready, and I, I want to encourage you, one of the things that the Bible says is that, that it's not good to take this unworthily in a way that doesn't discern the Lord's body, and, and what the Bible's talking about there is that sometimes we can have 
unforgiveness against another believer. And it's good to resolve that, especially when you're getting ready to take communion. So I wanna take a moment now, just quietly, for if there's somebody that you have ought against in the body, purpose in your heart at this moment to forgive, and if possible, to make it right. Let's just bow our heads for a moment. Father, whoever that person or those people are that we have been harboring unforgiveness towards, we forgive them now. Forgive them, we release them. And we ask, Father, that you would just clear the cobwebs of our heart so that we can love the way you love us. In Jesus' name. Let's lift up the bread, if you will. Father, we thank you for this symbol of the body of your son that was given for us. It was pierced through for our transgressions so that our relationship with you could be made whole. And we ask that you would bless our communion together in Jesus' name. Let's break this bread together. Would you lift the cup together with me? Father, we thank you for the shed blood of your son. We've done all these things in our life. We really deserve forgiveness, but because of your son's sacrifice, because you gave him up for us, we're forgiven as a gift. Because of his resurrection, we have new and eternal life. So we pray, Father, right now that in the symbol of this cup, that we would glorify you and give you thanks and live lives of gratitude for the forgiveness that you have shed on us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take this cup together. I just wanna invite you now. We've done some important things today. We've got one more very important thing to do to give folks an opportunity to come back to him or to receive him for the first time. So you may be seated if you'd like or if you want to stay up here in the front and want to stay standing, that's okay too. But if you just bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment. There's nobody looking around. I want to encourage you. The Spirit of the Lord in this place you have felt is also drawing you. And if you've never really made that commitment to Jesus, say, you know what, I turn my whole life over to you. I receive that free gift of forgiveness that you offered me. If you've never done that before and you felt something today, I, I wanna just encourage you that it's the Holy Spirit who's tugging on your heart. This is a God moment for you. And what he's not saying is, first get your life cleaned up and then you can come to me because it's not what the Bible says at all. The Bible says is come to me as you are. I'll get you cleaned up. That's how this works. So now he simply wants you to come to him. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, and I'm not gonna ask you to stand up or call you out or embarrass you or anything like that, but if you wanna say to me today, Pastor Tim, I'd just like you to pray for me because I'm gonna say a prayer for everyone that raises their hand. There's nobody looking around, just me and you and God. 
please pray for me? I'm gonna count to three. As soon as I say three, you can lift up your hand. As soon as I see it, you can put it right back down. One, two, three. Thank you, yes, thank you, yes, yes. Thank you, yes, I see your hand, I see that, thank you, yes. Father, I do, I pray for each person who raised their hand and those that really wanted to as well. I pray in Jesus' name that you would show them the immensity of the efforts that you went to, to forgive them, to make that relationship right and whole. You would give them peace in their heart that you love them. That's why you sent your son and I pray, Father, that they would receive this gift on this day. For the sake of everyone that raised their hands, I'd like us all to participate in this prayer, even if you've prayed this prayer before, and just pray after me. And if you're praying this prayer for the first time, I want you to know this is one of those prayers that God always answers yes to, if you mean it in your heart, because he's been waiting for this. Did you pray after me? Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I know I've done wrong but you sent your son to die for me. Forgive me my sins and give me new life and new relationship with you. And this day, I make you, Jesus, my Lord, my Savior, and my God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is good. He is good. So I'm gonna say a blessing over you, but I wanna invite you to stay in this spirit of worship and thanksgiving to the Lord. So you can stick around. You can keep praying, you can keep worshiping Him. Wherever you go today though, whether you go to lunch, you go home, stay in that spirit of worship. So if you wanna open your hearts for this blessing, or maybe you just wanna turn your palms upward in an attitude of receiving, may you be blessed this day with the knowledge of God's call on your life, the mission that he has for you. May you be blessed this day with the spirit of God and awareness of his spirit in your life that will not fade. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You are loved, the church, you are loved. Come on, let's sing it out. Darkest night, you can light it up.